Welcome to Texas Hockey Talk, presented by Dallas Hockey Fans. Enjoy the show. Before we get into it, a quick word from our sponsor. Are you tired of paying overinflated electricity bills? Well, let us help you. Contact Samuel Stevens with Infinity Energy and see if solar is a good fit for you. At 469-235-7461 or sstevens at goinfinityenergy.com. Thousands have saved in Texas already. Why not you? Welcome to Texas Hockey Talk. This is Bubbles, founder of Dallas Hockey Fans. After a tough, tough Stars loss in Calgary tonight, they drop game 5-3-1 to one in a very frustrating fashion. And they come home for game 6 on Friday night and hope to tie the series or they're going home for the summer. Along with me to recap the game this evening is Brando, our fellow admin on Dallas Hockey Fans, and Bunzi our college and semi-professional hockey star. Okay, don't say that. That's not true. More <laughs> like a wannabe, no- nothing, chill. It's that. true to us, Bunzy. It is okay? true to us. You were well, a stud. Pretty- Compared to these guys, don't you don't want to put skates on these guys. But <laughs> um, True. Oh, jeepers. Bubbles, thanks for introing this. You know, you're keeping the energy a little bit uh, happier, uh, but we are a little sad. Um, because this really sucks, you, right? You want to know what sucks more about it is we can usually come in this, you know, a little more frustrated if they uh, played like uh, shit. But, you know, we're pissed about the second half of the game maybe, but they had a lot of fight and they had every opportunity to take advantage of the lead they had early. Um, they had great forechecking and uh, great energy. I just what I was watching and noticing. And then um, the moment they faced uh, a roadblock in the road and the tie game happened it didn't look seem like a tie game anymore seemed like they were up and it seemed like they had an advantage the rest of the game and the momentum shifted and it never seemed balanced uh for the remainder of the game which is not a good sign in the playoffs because not only do you need to be able to play in a tied game but you need to be to be able to play in games when you're down and be able to come back and stars have had a couple opportunities to do that and um, it seems like they're running out of gas right towards the end of the game. That's really the story of two games, honestly. Those first two periods were Stars hockey. They went up 1-0. It was gritty. Didn't let up a lot of high danger chances. Shots were pretty low for both teams. And then third period, things just fell apart. There was a big mistake defensively where um, Calgary's forward was able to get open space while the two defensemen were behind the net and uh, scored the tying goal. Um, And after that, Calgary just dominated. They took it to Dallas. Dallas couldn't even find their skates after that. And, yeah. Brando, you know, what what was kind of your main takeaway besides the collapse in the third? Yeah, it it seemed like um, going into this game with the lineup changes, you're like, what the heck's going on? Let's hope this works. And for 40 minutes, uh, I don't know what you guys thought, but I kind of thought it did. Um, I think Roffle really injected some – um, great physical forechecking for two guys that were, you know, and in, um, in and Pavelski that were trying to find maybe the stat sheet a little bit more. Spent more time in the offensive zone um, and all looked pretty well. 
um, going into the third. And then, yeah, it's just um, a, a quick defensive lapse uh, allows Backlund to kind of sit in front of the net, get the tip in there. And then Mangiapane with that, you know, wicked wrister. What a snipe. Um, yeah, he, he sniped that one. And then, um, I don't know, it's, it's just, uh, again, kind of a, a common theme relying on Ottinger a little bit too much. Um, and then to Bunzi's point, really, really got to learn how to um, play from behind in these games and really get yourself back into it. Because, I mean, as of now, um, to even win this series, we're going to have to go win in Calgary um, after we have to win in Dallas. Um, so we really got to kind of fix things up there, either short up defensively for a full 60 minutes or figure out a way to find a couple more goals offensively, in my opinion. Yeah, we'll see how the boys play under pressure. But, um, yeah, absolutely, that's what I noticed. I just think what happened is we played our asses off and tried to stay as close as we could for the first two periods and eventually ran out of gas uh, by the time they tied the game. Um, Sloppy change by Tyler Sagan leads to um, an odd man rush on the second goal uh, that leads to Mangiapane's snipe. and then uh, Trevor Lewis gets the, the lucky bounce and gets uh, the goal, but uh, the empty netter. And uh, we had our opportunities. Joe Pavelski in the slot right at the end of the game. Perhaps had a couple, yeah. Th- a couple th- in the third. Three power plays. We won 56.6% of our faceoffs, which I pointed out time and time again that that is our key stat um, as far as the past uh, four games have gone for success. And we went on the faceoff dot tonight, but that just goes to show you that we're not executing on getting pucks through, um, uh, either from the defense or using the opportunities uh, to continue shooting from odd angles. But um, we kept up with the shot pace up until the third period, and you know we only get five shots in the the third period. I don't know how that's possible. Not only uh, having the odd man advantage uh, with the empty net at the end of the game we should have three four shots right there but the power play we had at the end of the game we should have a three four shots right there um and then throughout the period we so there's a minimum of 10 shots we should be having in the third period that we uh didn't have and uh that that's what the crazy thing about hockey is it's not like basketball you know there's a lot a lot, a lot of luck involved in hockey. And sometimes you just have to shoot the puck. And I don't care if, um, uh, what it says at the end of the night, but you need to be co- keeping it close to them because uh, where that, uh, that puck dot on the, the shot map, it's going to be spread out all over the ice, I bet. But it doesn't matter. Hockey, especially in the playoffs, and that puck is small, man. It's hard for a goalie to save all of them if everybody's in front. And even on the routine ones, we see plenty of goalies make stupid, stupid things. And with this pressure, you never know. So it kind of pains me to see the Stars only get 21 shots. Again, this is the third game in the playoffs. They kept it uh, under 30 30 shots, um, which is a problem to me. Yeah. And, you know, going into that third period, we had held Calgary to, what, 16 shots on net? Um, and, and you're like, you know what, great defensive effort, boys, you know, keep it up. And then I want to say, um, got like uh, maybe close to the, uh, like the, the goal that they scored to tying, they were at like 12 already in just the third period. It's, it's kind of like the, 
don't want to say the wheels fell off, but they kind of did, right? Defensively, it just Calgary started creating chance after chance after chance, and they made a quick um, – they shuffled up their top line going into the third period as well, kind of like what we did before the start of this game. Uh, might have injected a little bit of juice um, into Calgary's um, Calgary's pressure going into the third. but Yeah, uh, they're a deep team. They're a deep team, man. They can keep coming at you yeah. in waves because um, Backlund's been performing every every night in this. And uh, Blake Coleman's start, starting to be pesky. And um, Manji Apani, the last thing we need him is uh, sniping. And, uh, you know, the top line has caught their mojo last game. So Calgary is looking pretty good and um, overwhelming for us at times. But by no means. Are they a team that we can't beat or find a way to come back up uh, in these last two games of the series? Um, let's try and find positive notes on this game or positive outlooks, what you've seen from the Dallas Stars that make you think they have an opportunity to come back in this series. One, I think we play a lot better at home. The energy, the momentum uh, clearly played a factor for Calgary tonight in third period. I think it can play the same effect for the Stars uh, in Dallas. Plus, the pressure of having to win can uh, either bring out the best or worst in a team. And uh, I think the Stars have enough uh, clutch guys on their team to step up in this sort of opportunity. Um, and then we kind of have to – so I guess Dallas is all we had to worry about first coming home. There's only one thing we got to focus on now, boys. It's win. And yep. No more mistakes. Or, you know, it, yeah. You just just got to win, you know, to continue playing hockey at this point. Yeah, which can create a really desperate type of hockey, which can either be a, a really passionate uh, display of effort or it can be a really chaotic uh, mess of hockey. And we've seen that in uh, multiple examples. Teams who have uh, triumphant wins when they least expected it or they uh, come out and uh, allow the – the team uh, they were supposed to beat uh, win, you know, score seven unanswered goals or something like that. Well, so let's look <laughs> at the Stars personnel here. Just uh, start with the forwards, then work our way to defense and, and maybe special teams too. Um, but but forward wise, I mean, yeah, all the lines were mixed up. Coach Bonus decided this isn't working. I need to juice it up, and ends up with Robertson scoring his first playoff goal. Congrats to him. Um, he I think he had his best game of the series, which was great. Um, Rupe Hints is out there doing um, some Rupe Hints-esque things uh, but just not getting in an area where he can finish a play. He can kind of get something started with some good skating but uh, then usually loses the puck to the bigger Calgary defenders. Um, and then Joe Pavelski too, kind of our third mega star on this team this year for offense um, kind of hasn't done a whole lot since his couple goal outings at uh, AAC in game, in game three. So, I don't know. That, that worries me, having two of those three guys kind of seem to slow down, Robo speeding up a little bit. Um, and then Ben, ben and Sagan, guys, they, they were flat-out terrible. Like, Bunsy, we were watching the game together tonight, and we're seeing Jamie just try to keep up with the play. Like, that was a struggle for him. So that yeah. really worries me that his energy level is way down from the first two, three games already. Yeah. One thing that bothers me the most about him is having an Art Ross player that can't even contribute on the power play. Um, like I said, uh, it's something up. Passing. You know, he, he's really not like a get slav, you know, who still maintain that 
NHL all-star skill set that could still set up people and play well despite slowing down. And Jamie Ben looks a little sloppy out there, and he's not producing. Tim, yeah, he got a great assist tonight to help Robertson. But besides that, we can't rely on him, that's for sure. And, you know, he's been carrying his load by by a lot. But when it comes to the rest of the team, Hintz has to get more score more. He needs to be matching Pavelski. Um, he needs a player with his size um, and getting dirty goals. Um, yeah. Klingberg, the fact that he hasn't scored for us, uh, a veteran player like that, defense needs to be scoring in the playoffs. We watch uh, the series where we su- were successful. How many times did Miro have a snipe from the point? We're not getting any, any, any help from defense at the point, and it's embarrassing. Like That needs to be mentioned. The defense is, needs to be held reliable for the lack of offense they're producing because the Stars are working their ass off. Well, but what's happening is fucking defense is not getting enough shots on net, man. They barely not only get a that, shot off. We, we, like our, we can't even hold pucks into the zone like when pucks are squirted out to the point, right? Oh, um, Klingberg has zero. three shots. Klingberg has three shots, guys. Sorry for yelling. Yeah. Sorry for yelling, fans, but that's a great representation of how fucked we are in this series. There it but, is. Like bomb number one. Let's go. Number two, actually. <laughs> oh, two. Sorry. I can't count. Like, I'm drinking. I'm just telling you that's that's a great representation of how bad um, we are doing when it comes to getting shots through. And the defense needs to be one of the largest representations of that. Miro's doing his part. Suter only has six, but Miro's doubling that at 12. So that's a really big problem to me. That's a big problem to me that Klingberg only has three shots in that, and he's playing as much on uh, ice time as he is. Um, yeah, I mean, they got to set up. What a waste right? of offense. offense. Yeah, like um, he's not giving us much reason to want to keep him around if he's not even shooting on net. Hey, like at least have 12, 15 shots and try. But, like, three shots means you're slow with the puck, you're not set up in a shooting position as a defenseman, and you're not shooting the puck quick. Excuses for John Klingberg. He's been successful his whole career. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I've been his number one defender all year, but this is embarrassing. And all the fans who are pissed at him, you guys are right. This is bad. Really bad. And I don't care at this point. To either score and redeem himself or bye bye John Klingberg. You're dead to me, buddy. Brando, That's a what's fact. gonna what's gonna invigorate the offense for game six, you think? Who who has to okay. step up? So I think it's a collective effort that has to step up. And where I think it needs to happen um most immediately is is generating a harder forecheck, getting into the zone once the puck is dumped in much quicker getting maybe one to two skaters down um, at the end boards to try to fight for pucks. Defensemen um, pinching um, maybe a little bit harder to, to keep pucks into the zone. And Jesus Christ, like, put three or four passes together and set up some, like, set up and establish possession in the offensive zone. I feel like the Stars are just like, oh, we got to be a defensive team, and, and if the puck gets out, we got to make sure we have two or three people back right um to like stop any sort of break and maybe win the puck back in the neutral zone but it we we have to start playing more desperately right send an extra skater down to start forechecking harder 
Um, pinch a little bit harder to keep pucks in zone, much more offensive zone pressure. And I think that leads to more, um, you know, defensive blue liner shots, right? Um, when Klingberg's on, when he's our best for us, I mean, he's he's got a wicked wrister from the point that's, you know, either gets in sometimes and, and he gets goals or it's it's tipped by Pavs or whoever's in the front of the net. No, three shots is a joke. Like, I that's, know, that's what I'm saying. That's enough, for me to, more. that's enough for me to bench him. Like three shots as an offensive defenseman when you're getting bodied, absolutely bodied every time you have the puck on the defensive end. I, as a hockey player, would not be afraid to hit John Klingberg, at least for the love of God, score. At least for the love of God, shoot and create offense. And he doesn't do it. He's not right. doing it. He's been a ghost. I've enjoyed him a lot more when he fought every game and had to spend five minutes in the penalty box. Great. We're all Dallas Stars fans and we're supposed to support the players. But when you're getting three shots on net, you're fucking dead to me. Dead to me. Well, how do you really feel, Bunzi? Like, people need to know that, like, it's great to be a, a hockey fan and support our guys and cheer for the best of them. But, like, I want all of them to do well, but I'm fucking pissed at John Klingberg. This has been a big representation of why fans think he does not need to be on this team anymore. Yeah, and I think it'll lead into, you know, um, whenever the season ends for us, I'm still holding hopes that we're going to crush Calgary for the next two games because obviously, right? But um, I think in future podcasts, it's going to be kind of interesting to really unpack what the Stars do in this offseason, not only with Klingberg, but with, you know, a couple other pieces. Um Gurianov. But that might be a conversation for later. Yeah. Guriana, we have for another year, sure. But, I mean, I look at him as a potential, like, future trade piece next year. Um, uh, if we can get something for him, great. I mean, well, I think he's an RFA, yeah. actually. Uh, I thought he had one more year after this year, but you might be right. Yeah. Um, like, Hawk and Paw has eight shots on that. Hawk and Paw. That's uh, – okay, there you go. No. <laughs> That's – Evidence for the, for the fans that may be newer to hockey may not understand the strategy here. So you want your defenseman to shoot the puck. So your forwards have the puck close to the goalie, like right Our there. Our defenseman can't You're shoot setting the puck if we don't have the puck in the offensive zone for more than like three or four seconds and the other Whoa. team's skating it up the ice. Well, and you got to complete a pass to the point too. And Jamie Ben right. Klingberg have a lot of trouble with that. At least they tonight they so did. so lackadaisical no, right now. No, yeah. Like, I mean, he's just, I, I, I know he's always been kind of like a slower skater and more of like a, like a, he handles the puck a little bit differently, a little Who? bit slower. But like right now, I'm, I'm just like, you, he has to start contributing more too. I mean, everybody Jamie does ben? across the board. Yeah. I Ben's use, just, uh, I, I use, I think he looks kind of like the Titanic. He doesn't mix well with ice right now. Yeah. Exactly. It's just, he's slow. not, he's turning his head slow. Is in he's a different slow. His head's in a different place. It's like he wants to, you know, contribute by fighting and getting under the skin of the other team, and it's just not working for him. Yeah, this was the least he's physical kinda game. Having it felt a, like. He's kind of turning into a little bit of David Backus, but not as good. <laughs> Brando, like you said, the Stars do play better at home. At least the season record would show that. Um, they're way above fifty percent, which is their, which was roughly their road record this year. Um, but, I mean, it's it's a situation of you you got to try your, your damnedest not to lose this thing. And yet, when you had a lead in Calgary and only had to play 20 minutes, you couldn't do it. Now they got to play another 60. 
in front of home fans, which, you know, I'm sure that's a little friendlier than Calgary, but that's again, you're right an NHL there. player. 60 minutes. We have to play a close full. to flawlessly for a full 60 minutes. You saw it tonight. Yeah. Otter. You cannot play defense. good for 40 minutes and we, try to rely on Otter. These next two games need to be uh, perfect because we're going to win uh, the next game. I'm knocking on what, boys? Let's hear it. Yeah. Okay. Mark so. Messier. Guaranteeing but, game six. Mark Messier. <laughs> well, that's 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 what we got to do is win at home. Um, and there's not much to say. It's a do or die game. Throw out the analytics. Throw out the stats. See uh, who wants to come to the brawl. And this is like see, the it's team, a do or die match for uh, the stars. So the team knows how to win, guys. That's the crazy thing. They just have to execute. Like we we know how the stars are going to win this this these next couple games. We saw hey, it tonight. They yep. just have to do it. Yep. That's oh. Well, Bubbles, what did you notice in the past playoff series uh, when we had success that the Stars – because, you know, there's been plenty of series throughout the Stars' history where they've been down and they've uh, been able to get out of these holes. And that yeah. there's no true playoff story without a series uh, or being in a hole like this where you come out of it. Yeah, I think the last time this happened was 2016, the Stars – had to uh, go up to St. Louis and take those, take on those guys. Um, stars with a one seed in the West, a lot of pressure on them. And Cody Eakin scored in overtime to send Dallas back. I think it was overtime to send Dallas to a game seven at home, which didn't go well. But um, I think that was the last I time. Remember we faced... that game? I was there. That was I was bummer. there. Oh. I was right behind the goal, uh, or second period. I was right behind Anti Niemi, who gave up uh, three goals. So it was six nothing after two. <laughs> Well, that's yeah, that the thing about do or die games, right? It can either be uh, very close or it can be a team trying too hard and uh, outplaying themselves. I, mean, I think the stars are mentally tough. Against, uh, what was Colorado yeah. in the bubble, right? Game seven, um, go down with, what, three, four minutes left in that game, and then right after we go down. 12 seconds like later. A, yeah, 12 seconds later, the legend of Kiwi continued yeah, and yeah. then was cemented in overtime. I mean – um, I, the stars really know how to play with their backs against the wall and they play well. Um, they generally come out on top in games like this. Mm -hmm. Um, I just wish it didn't come down to like the stars really turn it into that, like fifth, sixth, seventh gear that they have and that they know they have, um, going into these games. I mean, if you look at the top tier teams in the NHL, it seems like they're just like well-oiled machines that know they need to play well every single night, regardless of their backs being against the wall. And they well, do and play they, well. The right, annoying thing is three well. goals isn't that much in hockey, in reality, for a team that can score. And our lineup is created to kind of maintain a lead um, once we get one. And we haven't Yanov in this lineup to be the playoff player he was a few years ago and be even more effective now that he's older. He's not a part of this. Radulov, who had, you know, upwards of 70 points uh, a few years ago for us, isn't a part of this um, thing. He was now a we have part a of the Nashville series a couple years ago, you know? Yeah, and now we have a few young guys who are trying to help out, and we have our old veterans, Ben and Sagan, who are getting goals and assists uh, that learn at clutch time, you know, times where uh, – they mattered the most, and Pavelski seems to be doing his part, having three goals in this series and being big goals, helping us win games. Um, yeah. It's, it's crazy sad. how Pavelski's the guy that 
we know we have to sign an a, an additional one year extension to at the age of like 37, 38 this year. I mean, gosh, these guys Ben and Sagan, they really need to start playing up to their contracts or or trying to um, producing even a little bit more. I mean, almost reminds me of the time when, geez, what's his name? The president of the stars called him out publicly. Jim lights. Uh, yeah. Jim lights. I mean, it, I don't know. Jim lights might be a genius. Right. Um, well, the, the issue is those guys look good when the power play is doing well and they're scoring off and on the power play. And we've had plenty of power play opportunities and we don't even need to say much more about that. They either figure it out or they don't, whatever happens tomorrow, they're going to, or not tomorrow, but a couple of days from now. Uh, they're going to have to figure the F out. So uh, we can't really dive into much more than we already did because uh, the rest is up to the hockey gods. And well, they, so it's yeah, up it's, to the stars. It's up to the team. It's up to those players to be like, well, we haven't strung together, you know, a full 60 minutes in a little while. Let's do it. Right. Yep. I mean, they haven't, they haven't. Yeah. And they had the opportunity to tonight. They played, they were looking so good the first half of that game. I mean, they did everything. First, first we 40 minutes, they were fine. They were leading in shots. And then you look up five minutes into the third, and that lead was gone. They just go how? Here's what happened. You know, I was watching the game with Bubbles at the bar. We're watching the Stars. We're watching the Stars um, stream, and we're hearing those announcers. And I come up to the apartment, which is in the same area as the bar, and uh, the game that's on my TV is the ESPN and Leah Hextall was announcing. And, uh, I think that caused a bad luck because that was the worst thing I ever heard. I tried to oh, run down, man, yeah, your eardrums to... blew up, Bunzi. Yeah. I tried to run down as quick as possible to get back to the game, but before I knew it, it was too late and the, the juju was mixed. So I'll take a little bit of the blame there, but regardless, I... Regardless of the fact, it's still John Klingberg's fault that he only has three shots on net. <laughs> he's played in the NHL long enough, and he's demanding more money. Who's going to want to pay a guy who can't even shoot in the playoffs? And he's an offensive defenseman? That's fucking embarrassing. And I'm, yeah. and I'm done talking about it, but fans need to know, like, this whole John Klingberg, I love him thing, Let's pay attention to the stats and call him out for what it is because he's playing like dog shit. All right, Bunzi. We'll take an ice bath for that heat you just dropped. <laughs> yep. Brando, what are your – That's a major heat. Uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned uh, Leah Hextall because uh, I'm, I'm watching the Stars game and my cousin, um, she used to work for Fox Sports Southwest after uh, graduating from SMU, actually. Uh, but she – yeah, she's uh, born and raised in Southern California, somehow went to SMU and then went back there. But um, she's a big hockey fan. She's a big Kings fan um, just because my family's from back over there. And, and she's texting me, you know, during the game, like, can you believe this ESPN crew? Like, it's god awful to listen to. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're not that great. We love our guy Razor and, and Bograd over here. And um she's just like yeah the, the leah hextall is just it, it's it's painful to listen to and i had to wait for her to say it in fear of me you know saying i didn't enjoy her announcing and, and in fear of being canceled Brenda. um but it, <laughs> i i had to agree i'm not a huge fan of her 
And it um, seems like the fans think it's a combo of not only her voice, but the content in what she speaks throughout the game. To me, it's merely her voice. Like, whenever I hear her call a goal, it's just like, can somebody just make me deaf? But right. I don't want this conversation to be even about the gender. It's just the voice. This no, would yeah. be regardless if it was a guy no, or um, an alien or a dog uh, making this noise. We'd be complaining about it. So Absolutely. Um, you know who I'd love to see? It's just like, let Bissonette be the color guy. <laughs> I, I kind of love Biz. Um, and it'd be, it'd be really, nah, really fun. Nah, nah, nah. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be like having Pat McAfee like being the color guy for a football game. It's fun. It's entertaining. Like I would I, be watching Akron versus like Miami of Ohio just because he's calling the game and he's, he's hilarious. I think it'd be a cool experience. Razor tried that for a little bit. He was not that bad. I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a way better like a uh, color commentator than a play-by-play, but he wasn't bad at the play-by-play. I agree. Well, boys, my eyes are drooping. It is midnight in the Central Time Zone, and I've got to get rid of the Stars' loss headache. Yeah, just have another drink. Go to bed, pal. I have another sip of that, Jack. That could help me get through my sorrows this evening. All right, guys. Well, I think we've hit all the uh, nails with this hammer tonight. We'll try Friday. And uh, hopefully we build something nice. Hopefully we build a nice big Stars W. And um, then we get hopefully. to have a happy, happy little Friday. Excuse John, me, sir. John Klingberg's going to score. We got a guaranteed game six win from Bunsey. It's fucking happening. John right. Klingberg's going to score. He's John Klingberg's going to score. He's going to shoot like the puck on net three times tomorrow. He's going to double up his shot total tomorrow. Or in the next game. I keep that's saying tomorrow. That, that's I funny. wish it was tomorrow. That's funny. The lucky number's three, Lindsay, because I'm going to a birthday party tomorrow for somebody who's turning 33. So, good omens. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa, did you feel the earth three, move three. there? Okay, did there we go. Did you feel the earth move? I'm I betting $33 on Klingberger's score. There we go. There, go. there it is. I'm going right, that down too, boys. I'm going to bed. I got to get this loaded for you. So um, this has been the Texas Hockey Talk Game 5 post-game show starring Bubbles, Bunsy, and Brando. We appreciate all of our listeners. Um, we're growing at a rapid pace, guys, so... Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody who's listening. Yes. Thank you for caring about our uh, interesting hockey opinions. (laughs) But uh, if you hear us, please like and subscribe again on Apple and Spotify. That does help us grow the game and the sport we love here in DFW. Tell your friends. Share the link. Turn it on, leave it on. All righty, guys. Well, good night. And for now and forever, go stars. We'll talk to you next time. See you, boys. This is your host, Bubbles, founder of Dallas Hockey Fans, reminding you to like and subscribe this new podcast, both on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.